0: Hello there, Playful Mompreneur. I'm delighted you've taken this time to listen to the Playful Mompreneur podcast today with me, Shelley Tonkin-Smith, because today we're going to be diving into that whole notion of time. And I think it's a question at the top of our minds as we start the new year, like how do I manage my time and how do I make the most of my time? And is there any way I could just get a little bit more of this precious resource, if only? (laughs) Even as I record this, I'm very mindful of being on the clock myself because my boys are trying out a karate class, and so I'm taking this rather rare opportunity of a quiet house to record. And if you tuned in last week, you'll remember that I interviewed Lauren Kinghorn, and we talked about how she got started with a blog-based business, and then we brainstormed some ideas for a minimum viable product for her new business that she's starting. And today, Lauren and I are going to be talking about time management and productivity. Basically, an answer to that blanket question people ask, how do you do it? Lauren is a serial entrepreneur and a mom. And at the moment, she's building a fourth business to support moms who are starting a plant-based eating journey. She's really such a bubbly and inspirational presence, so it's no wonder that one of her other businesses is called Inspiring Mompreneurs, where she interviews mompreneurs and shares their journey. What a good idea. I should do that. Oh, wait, I already am. <laughs> but jokes aside, that's one of the wonderful parts about being a playful mompreneur and even just being an independent entrepreneur of any kind. Uh, there really is so much power in embracing community over competition there's abundance for all of us. I really believe that. And there's so much good that can come from forming connections with like-minded souls along this journey. And for me, Lauren is definitely that kind of a soul. So in the interview, we talk about how important it is to find your zone of genius and then to operate in your zone of genius as much as possible. I wouldn't say it's easier that way because Operating in your zone of genius often holds challenges, but there's definitely more flow when you operate in your zone of genius. And then Lauren also alludes to what became something of a lockdown project for her. She read each lesson from the book A Course in Miracles and published a video and podcast a day for a year from March 2020 to March 2021. So, while we absolutely talk about some great practical time management and productivity tips for mompreneurs in this interview, we also get a little deeper as we consider the spiritual and emotional aspects behind how we manage our time. I'm starting to realize that greater self-awareness is key not only to being more successful in life, but also to enjoy life more and then make bigger and brighter impact amongst others so on that note let's pick up part two of my interview with Lauren Kinghorn okay cool I'd love to now (laughs) know you mentioned you alluded to your zone of genius um earlier on so what would you say Mm. is your zone of genius
1: so, uh, well, I absolutely know. I mean, thank you for asking this question because I must say when I thought about the Zone of Genius, I, you sent me down a two-week rabbit hole, thank you very much, <laughs> where I watched all these, well, listened to all these YouTube videos about Zone of Genius. <laughs> so and and I, so I discovered a whole lot of things along the way. I asked myself a whole lot of questions. I did a lot of brainstorming. I did a lot of mind maps. And Um, I realized that I probably am operating in my zone of excellence most of the time. So I love everything I do. I'm good at everything I do, but it's really easy to do. I'm not really pushing myself. And it's also that there's for very short spaces of time, I'm in my zone of genius because my zone of genius is really being with people um, and delivering and seeing what I do that I, that few people do, I think, is I see people's light and I bring that light out of them. So I'm able to often see things in people that they can't even see in themselves. So we tend, especially as women, and maybe everybody does it, is we tend to put ourselves down a lot or we tend to minimise what we've done. I mean, I even do it too. We all do that. And then we can't see who we are. And because we're so busy seeing what we're not doing, we're so busy with the mom guilt and we're so busy with the, you know, we're so busy berating ourselves for all the st- stuff that isn't working that we can't see what is working and even as a massage therapist that's what I did and that's why my clients kept coming back to me it wasn't I don't think it was so much for the massage although I think that was good but I think it was also because of the conversations we had where they would come in originally and the first thing would be they'd want you know like if you're doing a reflexology what is it what's wrong with me what does that mean you know what is what and I would always tell them what's right with them I have this thing about not looking for the wrong stuff that's going on in the body, but showing people how, how amazing they are and how amazing their body is and how amazing their minds are and amazing their life is. And, you know, I, I, I focus on the positive in people and, and because of that, I'm able to help them flesh that out. So I'm able to help them actually get more and more of that in their lives. So I force people to live their passion. I can't stand seeing somebody in a job that they're unhappy in because you are going to be in a job for most of your life. And so I will always try and guide someone. And if I'm, you know, in a relationship with them, it's a perfect place to be where you can really help someone, you know. And I help guide them in a direction where they're actually going to find happiness. So cool. <laughs> so it's something to do with light and happiness.
0: Yeah, So I'm wondering about inspiring mompreneurs and how like this zone of genius has influenced inspiring mompreneurs. And I think with, Mm. I I, I love the whole brand of inspiring mompreneurs and how then you are bringing your zone of genius and just like living that art, modeling that art to the mompreneurs that cross your path. Uh, And I think that's what's, that's what so many other mompreneurs out there need to do is to find that zone of genius and then it overflows from you and you can actually just bring whatever that gift in is that you've got you then bring that to the rest of the world you know whether it's just like wisdom with parenting or um, as you said like this this idea of light and uh, inspiration and you know finding the positivity mm-hmm. and finding the what's right
1: I love that idea mm. it's so funny that you say that I'm just laughing that you love my brand so much because when I heard that your brand was Playful Mompreneur and I heard your little ad that you do in your podcast, whatever, I was like. Oh my goodness, this is this is what I should have done. I'm a playful entrepreneur. I'm that. Like, I'm so playful about everything I do. Like, and you and I are just so similar. It's so yeah, weird. I, I mean, know, it I is could weird. have had your brand and you could have had my brand quite easily because <laughs> yeah. if we are we are two peas in a pod.
0: It does seem that way. So I was playing your voice message that you sent me on WhatsApp. And my husband listened to it and he was like, you two are going to be BFFs. <laughs> well, I'm going to move on to your, your typical week now. You yes. can tell us about that. Oh, my um,
1: typical week. Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is a really hard one to do because there's no <laughs> such thing as a typical week. Okay. During yes. school term, During school yeah. term, I suppose there is kind of a typical day. So because he's going to school from 8 until 2 or 2.30 if he's got sport. And then so that is my time essentially to work But it takes me ages to get going with the work. First of all, he's in Malpus at school. So I've got to drive back and then sometimes there's traffic and then sometimes I've got the dog with me so that I can walk him there. And uh, so then at some point I sometimes have a shower and breakfast. So, like, I have my basic stuff that needs to get done, self-care, and it doesn't always get done. That doesn't always fit into (laughs) my schedule. (laughs) Anyway, but finally I'm ready to work at 10 and and then I still have housework to do as well in between. So I try and sort of do a little bit of work and then a bit of housework and a little bit of work, a little bit of housework kind of thing while my oh, son's cool. at school. Um, and that's if there's work in. If there's no work in, I am off to coffee with friends or my mum or I'm going out for an early lunch before I fetch him or, you know, I just I do social stuff. Okay cool or the walk is cool. or I make the walk longer and I walk for an hour on the beach or whatever. so I really just I, I only work when there is work now at the moment I don't I'm not creating something new and so if there's work I work if there isn't work, I am doing housework and listening to stuff researching my new brand that I'm going to create you know so that's where I'm at at the moment. so I'm very actually very laxadaisy. <laughs>
0: It sounds so cool. I, I think so So many of us will fill every hour that we've got. And um, it's interesting to hear that you, you're not creating work. And I, it sounds like also the research in the new brand is actually sounding quite playful to you right now. It's yeah. sounding quite like, yeah, that's, that's you, that you, it's, it's not this work work. It's not this pressurized work with the deadline. Yeah. You can, you can flow with it and, and see what, see what comes. And so, yeah, so cool. Again, that you probably using your zone of genius, even in your, leisure and relaxation time of, you know, getting together with friends. sounds like you really do need that to, to fill your cup. Um, mm, I do. I'm definitely,
1: the- I'm an out and out extrovert. I need to be around people. People make me happy. <laughs> so cool. So my week yes. is basically get as much done in the hours that I'm supposed to be getting them done. But then of course, most of my clients are in the US. So a lot of the work that I get in will be in the afternoon when they wake up. And then so I'll end up sometimes working in the evenings as well, if I just want to do the work straight away, because I like to get my work out as quickly as I can, and then the money hits as quickly as it can, and you cool. know it all because it's just a flow. Um, and then my husband will help, you know, if I'm working, he'll be here or if, if or often if I've got a lot of work in, I'll arrange a play date so that my son is happily playing with a friend while I'm working at the play date, and okay. I've got friends who like up for that (laughs) because they're also working they get stuff done I get stuff done the kids are happy and it works. Ooh, that's a clever tip. That's so yeah, cool. that has been very mm. good. That has been mm. very good for us. It's actually finding those friendships where the kids are just so happy. You know, you get some play dates where the kids just fight the whole time, you know, mm. and it's just, it's no, you just know that this is just not happening. And you get other play dates where you just don't see them. They're just so happily yeah. playing. Yeah. Like they're yeah. out in the garden, they're jumping on the trampoline, then they're upstairs, then they're this way, then they're that way. And they're just doing their own thing. And all they come to ask you for is food, you know, yes. and the rest yeah. of the time they're fine. Mm. And those are the playdates where, you know, I make sure I have those handy when I need to work. <laughs> oh, very clever. I like that But idea. mum's on call. <laughs>
0: yeah. And so, so yeah. how many hours are you working per week on average?
1: Yeah, I think I wrote them down there. I'd never really sat and worked it out. So I think I'm working about 20 hours a week, maybe 15 to 20. I'll ramp it up to about 40 hours a week if I'm doing a big project like I I'm creating a new online course or, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. But my ideal is I really want to get to this point where I only work, I never work in the holidays at all. I want to get to that point. So... I'll need to get in someone who can handle my sponsored posts at some point on those sites, and then I want to run summits like once every half a year or once a quarter where I'll run a summit, I'll put all my energy into marketing, promoting, you know, follow-up after the summit, and then that'll be it, and then the holidays are completely free because I don't like to work in the holidays. It's all about Mm -hmm. it needs to be all about my son and, and, you know, just us going and doing fun stuff. We like to have adventures and I want my life skill to be about him at this point until it's not about him, you know, until he gets to the point where it's like, I don't need you. I can arrange my own play dates. I just have to (laughs) cycle to my friend because we're going to get there. And then I'm going to be sad that I've missed any of that time.
0: Yeah. 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 It's it's worth actually creating that space so that you can have that freedom just to, just to be here (laughs) now. Exactly. So great little productivity tip on the play dates. Do you have any other productivity tips that you use that you can share with the other mompreneurs out there?
1: My main one is that I am always multitasking when I'm doing housework, because it's not my favorite thing to do. That's when that's also my time that I'm listening to something like researching something new or, or even sometimes it's a pet talk. Sometimes it's just motivational you know Mm -hmm. or music music makes me really happy so like I'll dance and listen to music while I'm doing the housework so any tasks that I don't enjoy doing like picking up the dog poo and uh, (laughs) doing dishes and washing and hanging out washing on the light all of those kind of things I have to make sure that something else is going on and feeding my mind at the same time and then I also find that I like to um I do I, I can I can really say to you that that Course in America was I I mean I've been studying it for about ten years and then actually going and teaching it really helped me in lockdown when so many moms were struggling emotionally um with lockdown and with quarantine and with COVID itself and the fear around COVID and all the fake news and everything. You know, people were were just really struggling emotionally and Course in Miracles helped me not struggle at all emotionally. So my my spiritual journey has been amazing for me. It's not a productivity tip exactly, but. Certainly, if you're, if you're depressed and you're upset and you're worrying about all the outside things and you're not able to go inward and feel that safety and peace, um, that does affect your productivity. So maybe it is a product in a way because people were, were not productive during lockdown. I had, I had a great time and I got lots done because there was no fear at all and I was totally at peace. And it's something I do want to impart on the world. Getting caught up in social media and all the fake stuff and taking all the bad out of what was going on and then also freaking out about the homeschooling and freaking out about whether the schools were doing it right or not doing it right and whether they – you know, all of that. Just – all this fighting shouting no against something takes a lot of energy and it takes a lot away from us. If you can just, when something changes, I know that change is hard for everybody and the change hit everybody. And it was a collective thing. And, but that's also part of what was so joyous about it that we all were in it together. And it's not like it was just one person struggling on their own with this thing. Everyone was struggling. So, um, in a sense, that collective should have helped us, but most people, it took them down. And so I think my message is during that time is just to find that inner peace, just to stop looking outward, stop looking at what's going wrong and find out what's going right and find out what is right about the situation and, and just, you know, and just think, oh, this is this great, there's no traffic, the birds are singing, the air is cleaner, um, the life has stopped and... When does that ever get to happen, that all of this stuff has stopped? I mean, I know people lost jobs and when you've got money issues that can really freak people out in a way that hits them at the core and it's really hard for them to come out of that. Um, but I found also when I've had money issues, that's the time when I go really deep in inward, deeply inward, like that time that I was in all mm-hmm. of that debt is was the happiest time of my life. It was one of the happiest times of my life because I – like I say, I'm always happy. And whatever the situation is, I choose happiness. Mm. And I think no matter what's being thrown at you, no matter what circumstances are hitting, um, you get to choose whether you're going to have choose peace in this moment, whether you're going to choose love in this moment, whether you're going to choose happiness in this moment. And we all have that choice. And it's realizing that's when you take your power back, when you realize that you have that choice, that it's not being taken from you, that it's not being thrust upon you, that it's not being – nothing's forced. I think the scariest part of the whole lockdown COVID thing for me was was only the fact that we would have – we literally had military – Um, air you know helicopters and planes going over all the time checking whether we were on the beaches and that was like a physical like security fear like you know that's horrible and then I just had to also find the peace in that as well and just say well then I'm inside and I'm indoors and I'm not going anywhere and that's it you know so let them fly over and let them do their thing and that's all that you need to get to is that point of acceptance so okay, these are all the new rules. Everybody hates them. Nobody wants to wear the masks. Nobody wants to like not, you know, go out walking. It's It sucks. So what? It sucks. Let's get over it. Once we accept it, we find out what's good about it. We get more time to cook. We're not out eating anymore. So we're eating better foods actually because we're making them in our own homes. Like for months, my, my son and I didn't go anywhere at all. And so we really got to just be together again and have that special time yes and it's that, that choosing to go all right I'm presented with the circumstance uh,
0: am I going to let it control me or am I going to go control it you, <laughs> you just acknowledge it yeah. you're like this makes me feel weird this makes me feel like yeah. a little bit invaded uh acknowledge it but then choose what you do with that it, hey it's like yeah you, uh, you know I think we can make up a- all sorts of stories about oh my goodness it's martial law and like what's going to happen know. you know like are we now not going to be able to go out to the shops and like you you maybe inflate what actually is exactly. happening and whereas just yeah I'll get into that point of acceptance and you're not being a doormat but you're actually as you said you're taking the power back there of accepting yeah. what you can't control and then choosing what to do with it and I think uh bringing it back to time because I think it's interesting that you bring this up as we we're chatting about productivity is that you've got that time and you can choose what to do with it and how you spend it and like you you know you say you really start your work day in mm. earnest at 10 o'clock and that's a choice it's a choice mm. and you are actually setting yourself up for that workday, day by doing mm. the dog walk in and getting your son off to school <laughs> and you know that the, the self-care that sometimes happens and sometimes doesn't <laughs> but it's all it's all a, it's a choice to use your time in the way that mm. you need to use it and I think a lot of us go oh my goodness I just don't have the time we can so quickly mm. fall into that but it's actually going all right let's just think about priorities here and and let's choose how to spend our time and then also choose how we want to feel and like for you it's mm. that happiness it's like I am a happy person mm. I choose to to feel happy and where there's a a pathway of even if it's, you know, being heavily in debt, it's like,
1: how can I do this but still choose to be happy in, in a moment? Yeah. Well, that's when I first did A Course in Miracles, actually. That's um, why I changed my life so much because I was in that mode. And Eckhart Tolle, um, Stillness oh yeah? Speaks. Oh, that was such an amazing book as well. So I started, you know, this, my spiritual journey has always helped me through whatever else is going on. And I think that is, for me, the best part of t- <laughs> productivity tip I can give is that just get your own. If, you, if you're if you not fighting some kind of mental Mental illness if you're actually not fighting yourself essentially and your thoughts if you're clear in your thoughts and your feelings then life flows a lot mm. easier it's so much easier to deal with anything that comes your way yeah. um yeah. yeah because you're just in that state of acceptance you're in that state of peace and you're in that state of of joy I'm not mm. saying it's there every second of the day I'll go through times like there's been times when I walking on the exact same beach I always walk on. And I think, well, I don't feel anything today. Like every other day I've walked on this beach and I feel absolutely amazing. And I'm thinking, oh, this is so beautiful. And this feels amazing. And I love the air and I, you know, I feel great. And then there'll be like, I'll go through a week and I think, I don't feel anything. Well, just doing the walk, but I'll just do it anyway. (laughs) You know, it's still maybe it's infusing into my body somehow. And, you know, this will pass. It's just another season that's going to come and go.
0: All of that sounds so playful and light, Lauren. Uh, I just want to Mm. bring a highlight onto playfulness. I think that so many of the moms I interview, just they embody this playfulness when we chat and (laughs) that sort of thing. And, And you definitely do that. So can you just tell us about how playfulness has changed your business journey and how a playful mindset has helped you along the way?
1: I guess playfulness helps me not to get stuck in things because like there'll be some times where I'll go through a part of my business where I'm dealing with something extremely technical And it can take me three days to get something right. Like when, for example, when I was putting um, WooCommerce onto my site, I found that an extremely difficult thing to get WooCommerce working on my site. And it took me a good few days to get it right. But then there's that great feeling at the end when you do get it right. But then there's also sometimes I give up on the technical stuff. And that's also okay. So I think part of my playfulness attitude is if it's too hard, I'm either going to pass it on to somebody else who's an expert in it, who can do it for me, or I'm going to just let it go, like the writing. So the writing if it's a if it's a very important post about my subject my favorite subject and I really I've got so much to give and I really want to get into the subject I want to write that post myself and I will take the whole weekend to write it if it's going to take me that long I don't care you know yeah but yeah. if it's not then I'd rather hand it over to someone who can do it in half an hour or an hour and not angst over every word and reword it 10 times and you know research it to the nth degree so so I guess the playfulness is I'm going to keep following my passion and my joy in everything I do. So if I love looking for pictures and it takes me two hours to find that perfect picture and I just love that whole process, who cares, Yeah, you know? And it was my two hours to, you know, to lose. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. And then I found this killer picture and I when I think about that post, I think about that picture. It's all good. Then it's lovely. Then mission accomplished. <laughs> I, I, I also like that it's the choice again. It's coming back to that choice. Yes. So like, I, I'm
0: choosing to to yeah. to spend that that two hours looking for a picture, yes. or, or yeah, that that weekend writing a blog post. Because yeah, I think yeah, it's so easy to berate yourself of like I should be doing this faster. I shouldn't be wasting time on this. And that's not playful.
1: Yes, should the should we should yes. all over ourselves yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: so so you were talking like letting go of the shoulds and then also just letting go of being so it's the outcome, to the, outcome. Well. Mm.
1: the outcome because that's the other thing like I said I don't know if I said that before we actually started really talking <laughs> Oh, oh, actually during the talk. But like if I'm doing a YouTube video or a post or whatever and I've poured my heart and soul into it and I think like this is going to be the one. This is going to be the post that goes viral and that like brings me all these subscribers. It's going to turn my whole business around. <laughs> and then it doesn't. Like I get like 10 people watching it or something. And then some other video that I put absolutely nothing into. Like I just – Read out a lesson, like a Course in Miracles lesson, I put it on and it wasn't even my absolute favorite lesson that really hit me to the core. That I really thought I brought it, you know, when I was like doing the voiceover. And then like I get hundreds of likes. And I'm like, what? What is it? It's like there's no way of knowing which little piece of content that You put out there is going to generate the most interest. Like, and sometimes it's the ones that you put all of your time and attention into that go nowhere. That just like go flat. So maybe it's all about just being off the cuff and just doing and doing and being yourself. And Mm -hmm. and maybe that is the whole law of attraction thing in process. Where it's just when you're in your joy and you're happy and you're loving it and you're in the zone then that was the moment that you've just lived and that was what it was about. It wasn't about the outcome afterwards and whether it get likes and subscribes and all these things that have now become so important to us marketers and digital entrepreneurs. None of that is actually important. The only thing that was not important is that in that creative process, you had an absolute blast. Yes, and yes. and yes. Also, if it touches one soul, you know, just one. If one person is touched by something that you said, if one person's life is changed, I mean, maybe someone listening to that or seeing your joy and your light, maybe someone who was thinking they were going to have a really bad day landed up having a really good day because they heard what you had to say. That would be my greatest joy. If I I could, if one day somebody came up to me that I didn't know from Adam, you know, and this person comes up to me and says, you know, I read your book or I listened to your video and I had like no meaning left in my life and I I didn't know how I was going to carry on. And what you said to me made me turn my life around. And I I, look at me now, look at my life. I mean, that would just be amazing. And then I would know that Mm -hmm. my job is done. Absolutely. And I, I've also found that like with the podcast
0: and starting a podcast, it is a long tail to like get get traction, get people listening. And I think it's also still quite a new medium, but just I've chatted to a couple of people now who now reference things that I've said on the podcast. And it's just means so much to me that my message is reaching people and also on like a deeper level. Cause you know, like we can all just like each other's posts and that kind of stuff and it's great but it's mm. the deeper message of like you going this MVP idea wow this is amazing I like know. I think to change someone's business course I think it's just so so amazing so I think yeah encouragement to all those mompreneurs out there don't yeah. be chasing the likes and the follows. get clear on your objective of mm. what, what you're in this thing to do and that's your guiding star that's your I say, I say mm. you're a North Star and then it's like here in the Southern Hemisphere, it's your Southern Cross. It's, it's, your, it's your guide <laughs> that, that mm. you're aiming for rather than just going for all these vanity metrics. And also, mm. Lauren, I love what you said about just sometimes you create something and yes, you think it's going to go viral because you're so enthusiastic. You loved what it was mm. and you love the process mm. of it. And so then you think everyone else is going to reciprocate that enthusiasm. Then don't make <laughs> the fact that they don't. <laughs> your enthusiasm keep that enthusiasm keep making this stuff yeah, remember the moments. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, like, your moment will come, but, you know, uh, that's almost not the point of it. It's, like, it's actually the process Isn't. of creation.
1: Um, and when those moments do come, like, I remember, you know, other vanity metrics that we go for is just the money, like chasing the money. I remember saying for ages, like, I want to have my first $1,000 a month. I want to have my first $1,000 a month, you know. And when I hit my first $1,000 month, it was like, meh. You know, it was really nothing. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, this came like about four years too late. (laughs) It was not exciting to reach that. And when I was going for like a million words in site content, because I publish all my posts through this thing called site content on Wealthy Affiliate. And when I got to my first a million words, You know, I told these, you know, I told all my followers or Wealthy Affiliate or whatever, I would blog about it when I got my first $1,000 month. I haven't. I haven't got there. I just didn't, you know, I didn't find time. I was busy making all the money or whatever, you know. And then then when I got to the million words, I still haven't. I started setting up a blog. and. that I'm going to blog and tell them. Look, I've made that million words, and <laughs> you know, I just haven't told them because it's just not even important to me. Once you get to those places, you're already going for a totally different goal. And I also realized those are not the real goals. Those mm. are not real goals at all. The real goal is to touch people's lives, to make a difference, to really have people eating your words. You know, like really, like gaining from you something that that can they can take into their own lives and that can transform their lives. I mean, that is what you're doing so well, Shelley Smith, oh, so Shelley oh, you. Smith, uh, the <laughs> You are amazing. You are you are really putting out good content oh. on oh. your podcast. And I was thinking about it before this. I was thinking about I was going to ask you. Well, how do you actually monetize your podcast? Because my podcasts aren't monetized at all. You know, I'm not making any money from them. I just put it up, and you know, are you Mm. using it to drive traffic to your offers, or are you using it, you know, to actually as an income source? And then I thought, Mm. no, it's definitely to drive traffic to your offers. It's it's not an income source. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like a labor of love, and
0: and, it's it's totally.
1: putting out good content but that is the secret that is the secret when you put out good content and you keep doing it again and again and again you draw an audience and that audience becomes your loyal following and they are the people who are going to buy your book you know they will definitely buy your book because they love your podcast it's like such a, a labor of love at first But that is how you shine your star. But in the meantime, you've also changed people's lives. You've also given them all of this gold and you've transformed them. And that's why the people are so loyal.
0: Thank you so much for those very, very kind words. It's, it's it's very encouraging. And the podcast did just start like very experimentally. I'd done another podcast last year with a friend and this year I decided I wanted to do my own one. And it just started quite organically. And But yes, the idea right from the beginning was to just use it as a way to sell my other services and products and particularly as a platform for the book. And it's encouraging to know that like good content sells. I think good content will earn you those the super fans. On the note of superfans, thank you for staying to the end. You officially get your Playful Momfrenia superfan badge. That is where we are going to wrap things up for this part of the interview. Tune in next week for the final part of this interview that I have with Lauren, where we are going to be diving into her LinkedIn tips and strategies, which are absolutely great. But for today, I just want to wrap things up with five key takeaways that came out of this part of the interview because there's just so much good stuff. I couldn't limit it to three. So I'm going to go with five. So number one is to get clear on your zone of genius in business and life, but also don't obsess about it, but constantly be looking for that self-awareness to go, what are the things that I am totally genius at? Keep an eye out for them because I think the more you bring that to the world, the better everybody's life, including your own, is going to be. Number two is just this need for community and support and how when we connect with other mompreneurs like Lauren does with her friends who she can sort of share uh, play date time and get some work time in on those play dates, that is so important. So look out for that community and support. It's there, it's ready and waiting for you. People are rooting for you. Takeaway number three is something that's occurring to me about the need for boundaries in play. And this came through to me in the way Lauren talked about how she doesn't want to work during school holidays. And so she is setting that boundary, making that choice and setting up her business in a way that will suit that choice. And this idea of choice, of choice over and within your circumstances. So that brings me to takeaway number four, is we're all hit with bad circumstances. I'm sure that is not news to anyone out there. Uh, We are all going through really tough times, especially at the moment. And in those really tough times, we still have a choice. Uh, I was really, impacted by Lauren's statements of going inward and finding peace inside of you. And then the outer productivity and some of the outer metrics that we're chasing often then fall into place. It's about nurturing your inner life, about looking after yourself in your innermost being. And then a lot of the things change the way you see things in the outside world. Those circumstances, it's not like everything's going to become amazing and easy and carefree, but the way we then see those difficult circumstances can change. So choose how you want to feel. I think that is really just so powerful. And then the fifth takeaway that I just want to highlight is this whole idea of playfulness um, and how I'm so glad I nabbed the brand of the Playful Mompreneur before Lauren could get it. (laughs) Um, But I loved what Lauren said about how playfulness helps her to become unstuck and it helps her not to get stuck. When something is not working, playfulness is brilliant to take you out of that situation and you can change what's not working. Equally, I would say the caveat to that is to have those boundaries in play and don't change what is working. But I feel that it's in play and within play that we can identify and see what is working and go, let's do more of that. Let's play more of that game. Lauren talked about that she's going to keep following her passion. She's leaning into the things that bring her joy in her business, even if that is quote unquote unproductive. So find those things that are working, lean into them, and those things that are not working, make a change. My deepest thanks to Lauren Kinghorn for chatting with me on today's episode of the podcast. If you'd like to connect with Lauren, you can find her on Instagram at Lauren Jean Kinghorn. Look her up on LinkedIn. That is the best place to actually connect with her, Lauren Kinghorn. And there you can go and join one of her groups. One of the really great ones she's got set up is Fempreneurs Unite. So go and find Lauren and you can also find her on her website, inspiringmompreneurs.com. You can also connect with me, Shelly Tonkin-Smith, at Shelley Smith Creative on Instagram, and do make sure that you join the Playful Mompreneur email list. You can go and find that at PlayfulMompreneur.com, and that's where you can also go and find this episode show notes as well as all the other show notes and episodes, but please do subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode, and you can go and binge the back catalogue as well. So on that note, I'm going to say goodbye for today. Thank you so much for joining me, Shelley Tonkin-Smith, on the Playful Mompreneur podcast. That's the end of our Mompreneur playdate today, but come again soon. Subscribe and tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. But the best way to make sure that you don't miss an episode and to get free bonus content is to get onto the Playful Mompreneur email list at playfulmompreneur.com. That's also where you'll find the show notes for today's episode. So head to PlayfulMompreneur.com and sign up there. And then playing is even more fun with friends, right? So please share the Playful Mompreneur podcast with all your Mompreneur friends by sending them over to PlayfulMompreneur.com or tell them to search the Playful Mompreneur on Apple Podcasts or wherever they listen to podcasts. You can also help me to spread the word by leaving a favorable review on Apple Podcasts. I'd absolutely love that. Thanks so much for tuning in, spreading the word, and most of all, being playfully and wonderfully you. Now it's time to go off and be a playful mompreneur.